And we are live. Wow. Feels like it's been a while again. It's been a while since the I cast. Have... The cast. A, a traditional cast. Let's be honest. A lot happens Holy in a G-Code shit. day. Oh, my goodness. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like how time's relative? Like if you're on Mars, like an hour on Earth is like a year on Mars, depending. Thanks to the time space continuum, continuum. something, yes. something, yes. something, yes. Yes, something smart. It rings a bell to continue it rings a bell. I don't even know what you just said, but something, Orion. I don't know. The, the plane jib. The, the plane of space. Yes, if you uh, there's a great movie that deals with that. Okay. Interstellar. Mm. Mm. Christopher Nolan, Nolan made it, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Tom is a circle. Matthew McConaughey, he's in it. Love McConaughey, and uh, a lot of other cool people are in it. It's I've awesome. What the, what was I haven't seen about? it, but that's like a movie that's definitely on my list because it's. I love McConaughey. It's like it's up there with like uh, Inception and like 2001: A Space Odyssey, like great kind of like sci-fi nature of the universe films, you know? Yep. Like those, not the cheesy like battling alien invasion war well, sci-fi, you, but like you know, the. You know, it's funny, sort of in the name of. Um, Stress control and stress maintenance. Yes, always, always a topic where we're looking for. Okay, people, yeah, people listening must be like, these oh, guys are constantly. What are these guys siege? going through? No, it's just like we were started talking about G code days. They are just longer than the average day. They're kind of like a floor of the stock exchange days. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I, the know? other day, the other day, I literally spent my entire afternoon on. A roller coaster of a sales interaction right um yeah yes and by the time i was out of by the time i came out of, no no not yesterday the day before by the time i came out the other end of it i felt like i had just like i don't know ran a marathon where i was also engaged in hand-to-hand combat i feel like, like my, so the outsider's perspective <laughs> just getting like 10 minute updates as you're going through this would be like being the ref in like holyfield tyson right, right, right. but like there's no, but like it's in an alley <laughs> like there's yeah. like just no holds barred like uh what was the movie with like jean either i think it was jean claude van damme where like he Blood would sport. yeah like they'd they'd dip the hand in glue and then in broken glass and fight it would be like being a ref in that right. like where you're supposed to keep it fair or something i mean if there's ever anything that i've grown like just an incredible new respect for and understanding for in this process it is salesmanship and what it is to be a salesman let alone a successful salesman you know let alone an honest and successful salesman uh it's just one of the more impressive things one of the more impressive things that i think i've uh I've it ever is. I've ever encountered now through like the the retrospect of adulthood like look back at my pops and my pops did a ton of sales growing up that was like his field and he was you know a closer and he was very much uh you know suited to do that but I don't think I really ever had a full appreciation and understanding of what's involved in that until yeah, the past couple of years. You got to have a certain personality and you got to be good with people and right, but you know, say the right things. And right, but it's funny because I, right I go back and I look at it and it's like you know you're constantly learning and you're constantly like adding to the toolbox that yeah. you have in your life and it's like you know really at in no real proactive way. Like I've had this conversation with other people and they say, oh yeah, but man, you've been selling stuff and being a salesman for a long time. But it was never like in the way it is with G-Code. And it's like, you know, when we launched the brand, like I was in my head entirely willing to do whatever was necessary to make the brand successful as we all are yeah. every day. 
but I didn't know that that was going to end up being one of like my main points of emphasis. You know what I mean? Like I've always sort of fancied myself as an artist and a marketing guy and a writer and yeah. that sort of stuff. Never did I think <laughs> that's what we did. <laughs> that the, right? I'd be neck deep in this kind of stuff. And it's like, you know, it just gives me this incredible respect. One for the fact that my dad fed me and put me through school. Right. Um, and then two, just for every guy out there who's selling cars or selling houses or selling. It's just amazing. Selling, like whatever how many, the hell you're selling, man, frying yeah. pans, whatever the hell you're doing. That's the power of the Joe Whatever Spiesel. you're doing and you're doing it well, like it is an incredible gift and art and like and, props. And constant, like I was just mm. like, how many transactions mm. do your dad have to oh, yeah, yeah. see through yeah, yeah, over like a 20 year period? Like, yeah. and how each one is like delivering a baby almost yeah, like yeah. a painstaking, oh, personalized For process because sure. everyone has a different personality yeah, and different yeah, yeah. needs oh and God. wants yep. different like itches you gotta scratch right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like well so and i were like kept packing up a care package for a recent order and he's like so what else you think should go in this for, the, yeah. <laughs> for that place and i was kind of like you know god knows what i promised that dude by the time <laughs> <laughs> by the time that by the time that deal you know was made, like you know, because well, you, you're you're trying to fucking get it done. You're trying yeah. to get part get of the, the deal, deal is like we really believe in the product, right? Like we think like people try it, people will buy it, yep. right? Get it out there, they hear about it, they'll love it, and then it, it takes care of itself a little bit after that. But in order to get them yeah, to yeah. try it and know about yeah, sure. it. You're talking to somebody who's like, well, no one's come into my store to ask me about it yet because right. you're a young company. Yep. And you have to be like, dude, here, like, what do I owe you? Right, right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, here, take a couple of these and, uh, you know, yep. how do I make this a no-brainer? And, you know? and people, you know, that's the thing, right? Because... And you're, you know, because as much as you're selling the product, you realize that you're selling yourself. And that's what we find out. It's like once people try the product, they love the product. Once yeah, people right. get to know us and the brand, they believe in us and they want to be a part of it. So it's like, it's just getting over that hump. Right. You know, that's like, that's the big thing. It's like, can you get over that hump in the relationship, uh, whether it's like a, the cons relationship with, a, with a, a consumer, whether it's a relationship with a vendor, it's like, can you just get over that hump, that first date? Yeah. Can you get, right, can yeah, you get out it. on that first date? That's it. You can I get you out on that first date? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, not trying, I'm not trying to fuck you. The one thing I noticed through your lens was trying to sell people on like the margins oh, man. and just yeah. how our shit is so clean, like yeah. the, the Vice pre-work ad and the Rise. And it's like, well, how come I can't get this for you right. from you for $2 a pop? Right, right. Well, because, you know, it's Yeah, like shit. Joe X sends me demon semen. <laughs> Ooh. And it's uh, it's that 18, demon semen is strong. It's 18 cents for 4,000 servings. <laughs> Why aren't you? It's like, well. <laughs> right. Or, or, uh, or, you know, uh, uh, fucking uh, like, uh, I'm trying to think of demon semen. Merck. That, hey, that that supplement company that's owned by Merck. Yeah, their margins seem far better than yeah, yours. Their, their wholesale pricing seems far better than yours. And you know, they're only a multinational, thirty-year-old company that, that orders uh, product that worth, eighteen worth, million units at a time, worth fifteen billion dollars. And yeah, exactly. And they make a hundred thousand units at a time. How come you can't compete with their pricing? Uh, yeah. like, and, but, <laughs> but then also, meanwhile, it's like, oh, have you heard from them lately? Have yeah. they sent you anything? Yeah. They're like, no. Yeah. It's like, oh, all right. Well, yeah, exactly. That's where we can make up the. Uh, the difference, you hopefully, hope so. is with actually caring and getting to know people and, like, you yeah, know, yeah, we throw in shaker cups. And it go anywhere we, like, give out samples and they actually use them for their customers. Yep. Just the hustle and bustle of constantly being on your game and just getting these products in the consumer's hands, you know? That's it. We had a little drop there, a little technical <laughs> difficulty, one of the hallmarks of our show. <laughs> what you've come to expect. Yes.
That's what I do best. Dermalo was picking up where we left off. That's right. Play it back. The program. Yeah. The program. Where were we on that? Uh, well, you're talking about, well, here, who's, we'll, we'll who's, go. Who's, who's well, go ahead. We were talking about the personality of a brand. It's kind of oh, like right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, a exactly. character in a show. Yes. Oh. Yes. Right. So basically saying that, I was explaining that uh, the music that was curated for the program every day was uh, hip hop in nature. And it was pointed out to me that, um, you know, that it wasn't necessarily appealing to everybody, maybe people who listen to other forms of music. And then my retort to that was that a brand, um, like a character you were writing, um, has its own attributes and its own personality and its own tastes. And because our brand has the aesthetics it has and because mm -hmm. it's largely influenced by hip-hop because of the guys who are behind the brand, um, that music is sort of uh, part and parcel of what the brand represents and, and the various iterations of the brand out in the world. Um, so, you know, if we were going to give a playlist of music, like our mixtapes, uh, they're going to be hip-hop related. I got one coming. It's been in the it's, it's been brewing in the pipeline. It's hip hop related. Why don't okay. we talk a little bit just about what the program is for in okay. case people don't know? Just do give me the thirty second deal. The the idea behind the program was to create a structure, a training system, uh, for people to sort of fall back on or open their minds to or transition to uh, as the calendar turns and it's a new year. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of people make New Year's resolutions and we thought, okay, how can we sort of empower and encourage those people and um, take some of the stress off of their plate of trying to figure out what to do every day. Right. And um, so I basically put together some workouts that um, have been successful for me over the years and then employed the expertise of uh, some of the members of our um, G-Code family, family yep, yep, our extended G-Code family and um, our sponsored athletes. And uh, just sort of on a week-to-week -week basis provide structure for individuals uh, with regard to their training. So, so is, it's, is it 34 days, 34 workouts? Yeah, yeah. It's it's a, it's like a five weeks of workouts that right. started on Tuesday, January 1st. Right. And there's music. There's an album that goes with each day. Yep. And uh, a workout for each day. It explains, uh, you know, even alternatives if you don't have a certain machine in your gym. And there's a guest yep. uh, athlete each week who does, like, we highlight one of their one. favorite workouts. Supplementation. Supplementation. Flavor of Vice. Even. Flavor of Vice, which flavor is awesome. Uh, cardio me recommendations. Yep. Cardio. Yep. Uh, some dietary tips and yep. things like that. In there. tips. Yep. So there's a lot in there. It's an awesome way to start the year. It's like a great framework. Now, Dirt, are you, you're doing like a, a hybrid program. Because so, that's, just to back up, because we're talking yes. about like, it's only hip hop. Like, like anything else, like this is just supposed to be like supplements, right? Yep. It's a guide. It's helpful. Right. It's not supposed to be. Where you have to stick to every no. aspect of everything, like you make it your own. The goal was this, right? The goal was to provide this. And if somebody wants to follow it to the letter, yep. amazing. Yeah. And if somebody wants to just go along in the spirit of the thing, amazing. Right. And do their own thing, amazing. If somebody wants to take what we've provided them and add stuff to it or substitute things, that's also amazing. Yep. The idea is just that the thought that all of us it's all there. could kind of all be together going through this process pushing together. ourselves yeah right pushing one another encouraging one another holding each other accountable and that you know we were there to sort of empower that process um and i think you know 
the cool the other cool thing is that we would all be sort of in the midst of this thing together so that you could provide um, your own insights, your own experiences, your own ideas. Right. Exactly. Compare notes throughout so you the could be process. like, dude, track three came on and I was doing those cambered barbell curls and I was fucking going in. And that yeah, second scoop of ice hit me. On and I mean, I, and I'm trying to follow the thing to the letter because, you know, I laid out some of it and then some of the other stuff I didn't like the, an obvious example, right, is um, Vinny G's shoulder workout. I did it to the letter um, last Saturday. And there was an exercise uh, combination that he provided, which was a, a one-arm shoulder press, right, yep. with dumbbells superset into a one-arm uh, unilateral front raise. So I thought they great doing that. I was fucking shot doing those. And I, 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 I said it online. I was like, I was shot doing those not with heavy weight, yeah. like 30s, 35, something I, like that. And I, I was I'm not surprised, man. It's no joke. It was no joke. And, yeah. you know, Vinny's expertise being what it is and, and his, you know, uh, level of seasoning and experience and, and high-level knowledge, you know, master's level knowledge. Yep. You and know. the reps he does, and too. And that's the thing, like... too. It's like, I feel like everybody, everybody, depending on your, your you know, level of expertise and your time in the game, has certain tricks and ideas and things mm -hmm. that they learned. So, like, there are beginners who've been working out for a year who have all these techniques and ideas and things that they picked up along the way. Right. And then a guy like Vinny who's been training for, you know, decades, he also, you know, brings an even larger bounty of, of yeah. knowledge and, and just outside-the-box ideas and all this stuff. So it's like... You're able to sort of pick and choose and, and, you know, like one of the things too, like I wrote this thing out and, and, uh, you know, what I try to lay out in the opening, the intro to the thing is that like, it, you know, very little of this in, in terms of the actual exercise and stuff was like born in my head. It was the, the product of reading so much stuff and mm -hmm. being influenced by so many different training styles. Yeah. And, you know, some, some of the influences are like famous Right. You know, like Arnold and Dorian and whoever. Yeah. And then some of them are, you know, these brilliant gurus that I've just crossed paths with over the years, you know. Right. Guys that, you know, don't get the credit that the big names get, but the Greg Longs of the world and the Gary Camilles of the world yeah. and Henri Skibas of the world, mm -hmm. all those kind of guys. So it's like, you know, there's so many influences out there. And it's like if, if you're open and receptive to learning all the time, like you can constantly add to that. We talked about it before. You constantly add to that toolbox, right? Your training toolbox, you can constantly add to it. And I, I kind of feel like the program is an opportunity to just add new things to it, new tricks, new ideas. Yeah, the beauty of the program is I'm not following it to a T, but when I train those certain body parts like shoulders or arms, when you just go in a gym, you're like, what the fuck am I going to do? And then when I go on the Instagram yeah. and I see it, I'm like, oh shit, I'll do this. I'll yeah. follow this program yep. this day. I mean, yep. yeah. I want to get my deadlifts in one day, so maybe I'll do this for back the one day. Right, right. and that's the thing too, right? There, There's a perfect example where it's like, all right, you know, I'm I'm doing my own thing because I have X goal or, you know, whatever my right. split lays out this way and whatnot. But, like, there's a day where you walk into the gym and you're like, I don't really have a plan. Yeah. And yep. you're like, or you want to change it up and you're like, right. And it's like, oh, I'll just, I'll just follow this. Especially for arms and shoulders yeah, and yeah. legs. Yep. Yep. Like, especially Seraphin's workout yeah, yeah, that yeah, we yeah. just put out. That's going to be on Saturday. That's a couple of days from now. Yeah. For, well, in, in real time, it's a couple days from now. What is it? All supersets. Yeah, no, but what, 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 uh, it's muscle. arms. It's all supersets. Mm. And then it, the next exercise is superset and it's supersets. And yep. then it's just a superset. True seraphim fashion. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Yep. Well, maybe yep. I'll do that and bury myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, that, that's a bonus Saturday arm workout. Like today's, you know, when people are actually going to hear this, uh, who knows, but this is the Friday of week two. So this morning, 
at like 6 a.m. I did a Halliday's chest workout. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should do a special program cast and make that the... That would be awesome. The album of the day for the thing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like talk about the program, what went into that workout, yeah, maybe yeah, some yeah. motivational shit. Be we've been known to spew. Yeah, dude, why not? Dude, people, some people listen to that. You saw man. somebody saying that they, um, Kevin they, Brown. they were training and listening to us talk about Aldi. Well, they were training. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> that was dude, a comment. Yeah, Kevin Brown listens to motivational, yeah, yeah, montage netic. Yeah, it is now montage netic. It's like, I demand you to put every effort and put forth your best foot as your train. And he's doing like four hours, four hours straight. He's doing legs. I'm like, like just wow, with man. soaring rhetoric and classical what music in the purpose? background. Ah, just training legs. The score of, Crushing it. Dude. The score of Gladiator <laughs> with Martin Luther King speeches. Yeah. And you know what's crazy? Yeah, a hell of an idea, That's dude. fucking awesome. Dude, yeah. during, during um, revolution, the revolution, revolution, he trained on every single machine while we were there in the morning, and yep. then he came back, Yeah, got all, you know, freshened up, came back with his girl, and they trained again. Yep. For probably another two hours. Yeah, it was his second round of the day. I'm like, dude, that's insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not bad. That makes me think back to um, what, like, if you want to talk about just, like, uh, things that made an impression on you. When I was in college, I don't know if I've talked about this on the cast before, but when I was in college, there was a, I probably did. When I was in college, there was a, a, a bodybuilder. There was, like, a yuppie gym that was by where I lived, and I would go there, like, once a week. You know, mm-hmm. maybe there'd be girls there. You know, it was just a different environment, whatever, right? Hey. It, was, it was, like, um, in Maniunk uh, on a second floor in, in uh, Philly. And just like a dope sort of upscale gym, and I would just go there and pay the day pass or whatever. Yeah. And um, one of the guys who was a trainer there was a pro, mm-hmm. and he was coming back from a terrible leg injury. Definitely talked about this in the cast before, but anyway, long story short, um, he had both of his knees replaced. Oh, so he, it was that's the, disgusting. It was the leg workouts on the way back from double knee replacement. Wow. And what they ba- his workouts were basically like five sets on every single leg apparatus in the building, and then he would squat. Wow. So they were just like these like 70 set leg workouts where he was like, you can pretty much tell that he was just like willing his legs back to yeah. life. Yeah. You know, with these brutal workouts. And it that's, was, it left an impression on me. I was like, that's that fucking training. still exist? That's insane. No, does training on that level still exist? I don't know if it does. <laughs> but like, you know, he'd be doing five sets on the abductor, adductor, and five sets on the fucking hack, and five sets on a leg press. And it was just like every fucking single apparatus. The stuff you look at and be like, yeah, who does that? He was doing five sets on it. <laughs> you know, and Damn. it was just like. Pants, I gotta go. Damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you probably shit your pants. You think that it, type of training is like, because I'm not. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, you know, that's also hours of training, and like, who, who oh, necessarily no. can do well, it? No, but of like, course, you know, that's this a, a guy who's a pro, it, yeah. and he was a trainer, so he would be spending a large amount right. of time at that gym. Well, there's a lot of people who are trainers and they're in gyms and, the right and they're college kids. Or yeah, some supplements. Some athlete, I'm sure. You know. he, he certainly was using some some super supplements. Hey, look, you know, I'm not judging. You're gonna put your body through. Yep. The rigors of that kind of workout, yep, yep. whatever, uh, whatever you need to grease the wheels. That's right. <laughs> whatever the hell turns you on that doesn't violate the freedoms of another human being. Yes, yeah, he was just uh, training yeah. legs. There was nobody else's freedom violated. I agree. Whatsoever. I agree with myself. Yeah, as 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 off as usual, I, I agree with Scott. We've talked about this before, but like, so that's why I was asking about training. Like, yeah. I'm not as jaded about like the youth as I feel yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. like a common no, thing that. that are like kids. Yeah. Yeah. They're piece of shit. Oh, <laughs> it's like, well, you, yeah. you were in the piece of shit too someday, yeah, yeah. like pal. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, might still be. I know you're on like <laughs> your eighth pack of menthols yep. at Seven Eleven this morning before you had a taquito breakfast. But like, let's My throw name stones. Is Ray, and I quit smoking with chanties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's another thing. Like, but that is one thing. 
So, like, my nephew's 15. Yeah. And up and coming, like, baseball stud, yeah. I gotta say. Like, yeah. flowy hair. Crushing no it, dude. It's yeah. crazy, man. Crushing it. No joke. Um, pitcher. Pitcher. Yep. He's like, he'll be like low 80s soon. Like by the spring, he'll be throwing like mid 80s, they say. And like, it's only one college. <laughs> yeah. One college in the country that he can't play for. And that's the well, that, that's that this coach said, just don't cross them off your list because uh, Vanderbilt, I believe it is. Okay. Because they only accept baseball players who are guaranteed first-round picks if they, like, went into the yeah. draft. They're it's only, like, it's like, like Duke or Kentucky type It's shit. like a super Kentucky basketball. basketball. It's only guys who were lock oh, high draft picks who decided they wanted to go to college. Wow. So they don't, like, you don't go there if there's something in your game you need to work right, on. Right, right, right. Like, you're considered a finished product, you go there. Wow. And his coach is like, Any other, anywhere other than that, you're good. So pretty awesome, That's right? That's pretty so, incredible. And, but he's, like, he's just... A natural. He's starting to work. He's starting to train. Sure. He took a little advice here and there. Like Good it's you know he's getting he's getting getting on the teat and like nice. it's all strength training for him. Suck it's him like don't throw a baseball for six <laughs> no, months, lift sure, weights sure. for six yeah, months. Yeah, like yeah, that's sure. where he's at. So it's pretty awesome. But yeah, yeah. talking to him and he's you know young kid, freshman, sure. sophomore in high school that age, and he's telling me that like nine out of ten kids are vaping in his class. Nine out of ten. Wow. Like, all the girls. Vape gods. All the guys. Right, and Dirt Malone. Right, nah, there you go. I'm not a vaper. <laughs> but, like, that scale. <laughs> wow. That they think it's healthy. Indeed. They think it's healthy because it's not smoking. Right, sure, 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 sure. And they, they can do it when, like, the teacher has their back turned right, that sure. quickly. And wow. that there's no there's no scent, like, when you get home. Right. Like, all the things that used to be, they think it doesn't affect their lungs. So, like, even if you play sports, all the kids are doing it. Right. All this crazy stuff. That's the one thing about the youth where I'm like, oh, fuck, man. Like, is that really where we're at? Like, because when we were kids, like, yeah, there were kids smoking. And don't get me wrong. There was like every kids, every bathroom and every school in America had like smokers in it at some point. You go there to smoke a bogey. Right. But like on that scale, that's that's, that's like double or triple the, you know. That's crazy. Double or triple the rate, I would say. And I would assume like... statistical analysis would tell people that oh smoking's down it's 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 dying with dude. the next generation but it's just transitioned dude so and it's grown. funny you use that word right. transition dude because right. i've heard this radio this commercial on the radio yeah, yeah. like which one is five it? times a day and it's about vaping right. and it's <laughs> make the switch uh, and they're like their little use sense is like and it's got X amount of nicotine, so you're guaranteed a satisfying transition. Nah. And they're like hitting all these smokers, and they're like, 85% of smokers are able to switch. And like, there's no studies yet. Right. People right. are just like, ah, oh, it's just vapor in the lungs. Like, right. Right, right. <laughs> no, it's bad, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I'm worried, like, in 20 years, we're going to be like, well. You know, no, got that, a pineapple in my uterus. Does, I'm not that sure. the, does popcorn lungs exist? Is that a thing where like you vape so much that your lungs expand into little pockets? Dude, get... I can only imagine what happens if you're vaping daily from the age of like 13 to 25. Yeah. You know what Crazy. I mean? Like that's gonna end up being, and if even if it's even if my nephew's school is like an outlier and it's like 30 percent of kids, 
That's a public health crisis, man. You know it's going to be crazy. You know who I wonder rampant, is still vaping? vaping? G6 Arena. Is he wow, still vaping? Wow, G6 the bodybuilder? G6? Wow. Um, I don't know, man. like the first guy I've ever seen well, vape. I know that German, <laughs> I know that, and he would have like, he had like a large apparatus that he did it with. <laughs> like a hookah? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like a, like yeah. a desktop yeah, vape? Yeah, yeah. It would like be like if you took, it would be like if you took the, uh, the tankard. Yeah, <laughs> and it was like a, a cranking wheel, yeah. <laughs> and you were just uh, like it was plugged in with like one of the three pronged plugs yeah. to charge. That's it's what, funny how that's like what it, that's what it looked like. <laughs> Vaping's the, like, the, the do you ever see like a nineties <laughs> like the, a, a the, lame... du- the douche flute? <laughs> yeah, the douche flute. <laughs> the du- hashtag douche flute. No, you know what's funny is before vaping, write that, one down. Before, write that down. Before vaping, I yeah. was. I, I never got into vaping, but I was big on the hookah. Okay. I don't know why. Like, no, I understand. I would you bring, know what? I would bring the hookah to parties. Always skeeve me out. It always skeeve me out. You like, know if it's it like, is it like smoking crack? Today? Like, no. to me, because there's like a tinfoil thing for this some of the, it. Like, well, you know, I maybe part that, but it was also like I, I always saw the place. Like, it was like a. Uh, it always seemed to be like in <laughs> like smoke lounge. Yeah, like a, like a a Jordanian smoke lounge. Yeah, yeah. Like where a, there's like dude, I lived four, in Little four, Egypt. It was like fourteen. 14 random like dudes yep. sucking off this sucking thing sucking back on that dude, it's, gro- it's li- gross to me it's giving me out like from and I'm not a germaphobe but no, I understand. there are layers to, yeah, there are yeah. levels oh, to dude, this of course dude and it's like, always a public there's sharing a line. Thing. there's yeah. a line where I'm like no that's like now that I think about it I was like oh my god yeah. what was I doing yeah. like I was joking and saying like if at the Arnold someone did like an ice luge yeah, yeah, yeah. for like pre-workout shots or amino shots or whatever I'm like that would be incredibly popular like a lot of people do that and then I was like but the idea of everyone the idea of putting my mouth on an ice luge that everyone at the Arnold had used? I don't think so. I might as well go I might as well go clean the toilet with my mouth. At the yeah, Arnold. seriously. Yeah. Wade through the ankle deep of urine at the Arnold. You know, <laughs> you know what's crazy? I used to have the, the bottom part of the hookah. I would fill it with like milk, all these exotic fucking beverages. Oh. And then I would, wow. I'd put the top on and then you put like this molasses type right. tobacco in there. You poke the holes on there and then you'd spark this call when you did the semester in tehran is that where you learned to do that (laughs) exactly it's in my old neighborhood there's like blocks where like that's all it is is storefronts of hookah with soccer on or football you know but like that's it yeah yeah. and like 30 dudes and then like maybe they'd let two women sit like 20 feet away (laughs) you know what's weird though now if i even think about a hookah i'll like throw up yeah, it's, it smokes it, it so just much. Keep, it's like oh, oh geez. just gives me out a little bit. I would go like once a year because it, you, along with it, maybe you get a little like Turkish cuisine yeah, or oh, like sure, a drink sure, or something sure, like sure. that. So or like me, I try I'm to all, find some. I'm somewhere, all in for Turkish cuisine. Try to find somewhere that had like live music. So sure, make sure. it like a whole right, cultural right, excursion. But like to regularly do that, uh, that's. Asking for punishment, dude. I feel like I'm gonna have like uh, pineapple flavored tumors. My, my name's Ray, <laughs> and I quit smoking hookah with Chantix. So there's an important, there was an important transition where we had technical difficulties, oh, yeah, and yeah, we yeah. missed some stuff. So what I was talking about earlier, that's going to transition to Dirt Malone, who's going to do a review of different, um, okay. not the program, the but dirt? various programs. Yes, the art review from Dirt yeah. Malone. Yeah. Well, what I was saying was earlier when I was talking about stress management, right? Always and important. Like, you know, we're talking about like we're under, you know, under siege, and like there's like a lot of intensity that going on from day to day, um, with you know raising uh the profile of this brand um and growing every day uh what comes with it is a lot of a lot of stress and a lot of you know uh anxiety and a lot mm-hmm. of uh just hard work right not enough hours in the day right exactly <laughs> and and i find my, so like you know uh, typically i would often go to bed watching the news but of late i've found that 
to to not you said that, yeah, put too. me in a good frame of mind. Right. You know, like I'm already out there on the Your on brain the edge. needs an hour where yes. you're like, I, I, I'm already out there on the, the edge. The FDA shut down. And this just in from the wires of the Associated yeah, Press. Yeah I'm, already, yeah, I'm already out there on the edge. So Do I'm you like, like I can't, tap water? I can't listen. <laughs> you're in for bad news. I Drinking chocolate milk no. will give you cancer. I, I Calamity uh, of the world collapsing it, around you yeah, doesn't help in no, the midst No, I can't of... hear about like um, fucking Paul Manafort perjury at 4 a.m. I hear you, man. It's fucked with me too much so i'm like all right so an interesting thing and and like to me this is weird probably but you know what was always like a sort of a christmas movie or a christmas tradition to me since i was a kid in terms of like things that i always would find myself watching over christmas and i think it has to do with like television programming and then also going back to like our youth and when this stuff was really popular is star wars Oh yeah, right? oh. yeah. And the original three Star Wars, which they I don't were, think they're, they're, they're going to see. Right? Never seen any of them. Okay, well, you should. You should because it goes back to what when um, Skull was talking earlier. He was talking about Interstellar and some sci-fi that films, two thousand one yeah. and stuff yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. Right? Yeah. He's talking about um, sci-fi films that are all, that are not like this sort of. Not to classify people, but not sort of like sci-fi, junk food. nerd, junk food, like battling sort of, an alien, and it's not about like right, Starship right. Trooper stuff that gets right, at exactly, like stuff, stuff like that gets at like the origin of man right, and exactly. the time and space and right. like deeper right. Subjects. So, so the OG three Star Wars are like, in my opinion, they're highly spiritual. Yeah. yeah, and the they're, they're very much about a, a journey, and they're so dope in like in in ways that I think a lot of the the films that people who don't know this stuff well lump them in with. There, it's so dope in a way that like Lord of the Rings and Star Trek and that kind of stuff never could be, in my opinion. Right? Okay, just uh, operating on so much of a higher level, like spiritually, and there's so much mi- like mythology to it. Yes, and then there's just so many dope characters. Right. So you got dope characters, you got this level of spirituality to it, and you and uh, and and then if you look at it from a filmmaking standpoint and what they were doing in the '70s right. and how a lot of the stuff that they were doing with live puppetry, with um, live sets, mm. and creating, Henson, yeah, all yeah, that. right, Jim Henson's team helping Lucas and like them creating outer space scenarios and stuff like that without CGI. Yeah, and the fact that the it's it, and in so many instances it looks so much more real. Yeah, then the technology of 2019 right. is hard to believe, and they were doing it, you know, 40 years ago. Um, so, like, you see some of that stuff, and it, and it just blows your mind. So, anyway, I've I've linked Star Wars to Christmas because I felt like you know, I, a obviously, the toys I mean, as a little kid, but then it, I feel like it would always be on television. And I think the films came the out at the holidays, yeah, and yeah, even yeah. like the recent ones they put out right. in like December, their holiday events. Right. You so, know what I mean? So I DVR'd Star Wars. A New Hope, uh, yeah. Empire Strikes Back, and Return of the Jedi. So, like, I like I found myself at night, like, falling asleep with that on in the background. Nice, nice. And, like, that is, like, it's, like, almost decompresses my mind. I never could even, even... Yeah. I mean, we always have stress, of but... Of course. Definitely, this, this uh, chapter of our lives yeah. is stressful. Uh, I never understood at any point how you could go to sleep with the news on because it would like play on a loop. So like urgent things that happened at like 7 p.m., you know, a plane crashed or something like can that. Can I tell you why? You're getting that on I'll a tell loop. You, I can tell you. I have a perfect. I have a, I, it's not like wake up the next day and subconsciously he'll have all They're the like, information. Just in. Ikea's having a sale. It's like not, it didn't matter what it was. It That's how the news Whoa, is doing it. Not, I'm like, fuck. I'll tell you why. You know, a lot of time you ask people stuff and it's like, oh, it happened in my development and I can't quite explain it no yeah. 
Right. That when uh, we, when the morning of 9-11, me and Scott were living under the same roof, yep. I felt like I was caught with my pants down. Oh, uh, yeah. And that I didn't see that coming. And and I was, yeah, I was, st- was. And still at that age. And no, at I that age, And at that age, you and I were, were engaged in world affairs oh, yeah. and the news and stuff. So yeah. it's not like I was like, oh, I don't know anything about what's going on. No, I, mean, I did. I, uh, I did. Early on, I remember thinking, oh, Bin Laden did it because it's like the USS Cole. Yeah, like, yeah, we yeah. weren't like oblivious. Yeah, yeah. No, like, no, no, Not oblivious at all. But so from that point on, it like... The the news obsession I think was related to just n- wanting to stay informed. Yeah, and then I think falling, going to bed at night wa- watching this stuff is is because I don't know. It, well, you know, another thing too is that there's a continuity to it, and it's a bad thing. But the twenty four seven news cycle means that there's always programming right. on. So yeah. like, uh, I hate like waking up in the middle of the night and there's infomercials on. I fucking hate that. No, well, no kidding. Yeah. 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 So like, I, I you know you leave the news on and there's still news going on and yeah. you know and maybe there's maybe there's international news and you're hearing I what's definitely... happening in France, but whatever. You know, That's I don't cool. know. That's I can't cool. sleep to the just the vocal patterns yeah, of the news. That's just for me. But in terms of, I do have this fear yeah. of becoming uninformed because yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like all the bad shit that's ever happened to right. this country and to anyone I right. know involves people being uninformed. Apathy. Whether it's like ignorance on a personal level right. or like just not paying attention to our yeah, foreign yeah, policy, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're we're in a fucking war, yeah, and everyone yeah. I know has PTSD, and it's yeah. like. So me watching Star Wars to deal with stress perfectly transitions to Dirt Malone, who's taking but, in different modern programming. Well, listen, yeah. but I would like I, you. I would like before you, I get to I would that. like you to spend some time with Star Wars and Star Wars and classic wrestling are two Ooh. things that are two things that I'm indoctrinating my daughters with. Nice. And in that same like like uh, when Sienna goes to bed at night. Her stuffed animal choice is Chewbacca. Awesome. So like you've done you've done your job. Yes. So so I I feel like. Uh, just as you, just as you, uh, being nine years my junior, mm-hmm. are especially uh, capable of ingesting all the dopeness of stuff that's a little bit, in quotes, before your time. No, it's like music um, too. It's like the same way. Like they say, like you listen to Led Zeppelin <clears throat> yeah, yeah, today, and it's yeah, just, yeah. it's something that lives on forever. Of course. Because yeah, yeah. It's just brilliant. Because dope is dope, and it doesn't. It's timeless. Yep. Dope yeah. is timeless. Right. But here's 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 what I'm gonna say about yes. you watching Star Wars. Yes. Instead of focusing on like kind of the reality of yeah, what's yeah, yeah. really going on you yeah. escape that and you're watching like this outer space future escape yeah, and that it's, shit yeah, yeah, yeah. it's more like sci-fi uh fiction shit it's sci-fi so. fiction and but it, like i said there's layers of spirituality to it there's all this wisdom yeah. embedded in it there's the fight of good and evil and all right. these things that are like I don't know. Just something so you're not so watching like the government shutdown and what's going on right. and stuff like that. You know, and but and, so, and like also, you know, we talk about like earliest inspirations, and I'm saying about indoctrinating my daughters with with um you know classic wrestling and and Star Wars, and at the same time, like I sit there and I think about like how those things are so influential to my artistic view. Like any time that me and Sko have sat down to work on a script, there's all these broader fucking themes of good versus evil, and yeah. and the the individual journey and spirituality, and yeah. there's always Some Somebody like trying to be good in. surrounded by people who don't give right. a shit about it. Mythology like built into yeah. it and all these layers of things to it that like those are classic Star Wars things that, you know, in your it's earliest mythology, fo- Greek yes. mythology, yep. it's fucking biblical, yep. tension, yep. all yep. that. Did you see, uh, you know, who recently passed in the wrestling world, right? Mean Gene. Mean Gene, rest in peace. And you know dude. what happened? I saw on YouTube. The best who ever did it. Yes. It's true. Yeah, all those is. interviews he's done. And he's, I mean, not even close. Here's what I'm going to do, brother. Yeah. Man, just okay, fucking, fucking incredible, like and like built in so much drama 
Yeah. And it's so... And made it so real because so he was like real. so straight faced. Oh, and the, the warriors having like a near seizure yeah, yeah, yeah. in front of him, yeah, yeah. making Macho no man. sense. <laughs> man. Bring the warriors together as one. But you know what's crazy is Hulk Hogan, I saw on YouTube, came at it like, you know, whatever. I yeah. saw Monday that. I, did, I haven't seen it, but like I heard that, that he did. I want to see In character. It. Oh, no shit. And he got, uh, he got in a ring and he's like, you know what? Me and Gene would want me to come out in character. This yeah. is the way he would wanted it. Yeah, and yeah. so he came out and I thought that was cool. And they just paid like a tribute. That's nah, fucking awesome. They did the uh the ten ring bell yeah, or yeah, bell yeah. rings. It's fucking the dope. best who ever did it, man. And and you know, I pointed this out in the past too about people like, you know, you see like you think of a talent like his, like the Mean Gene's voice and obviously his intellect. Like he could have been a journalist or an yeah. anchor or a of newsman course. like yeah. for anything. Yeah. NBC right. News, whatever the fuck. Like could have been covering the Olympics. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. And it turns out that he's this epic character from our childhood connected to wrestling is just crazy. That voice. Yeah. Amazing. Voice. Amazing. And like, like so much stuff too, like from when we were little kids, but then like, um, like Hogan, when Hogan joined Hall and Nash at the NWO turn. Yeah. It's Mean Gene there in the ring with him as people are throwing shit into the ring, losing their fucking minds. It's Mean Gene there with him, and Mean Gene sells it so Ground well. It. Mean yeah. Gene is angry at Hulk Hogan that you would be with the likes of these two. <laughs> yeah. And like and and like so so sets up Hogan. He's a straight to, man. Yeah, like, exactly. You know. Sets up these characters to like really shine. Yeah. You know, like it's amazing. A foil. Amazing. How tall, how tall is Mean Gene, you think? I mean, compared to all these guys, he'd be 5'10 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he's probably like an average size dude, gigantic. but everybody's 6'9". Six, six, yeah, six, yeah. It's seven. like I always thought Iverson was like 5'4 or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it's just we's compare, you're comparing him to guys. You're comparing him to guys who are 6'8", so, you know, or 7 feet or who fucking knows. So, you know? Derry, you've been watching some shows watching lately? Watching programs, you got some pro- Review. The yeah, so I go on the... Uh, what the hell is it? Netflix. Some, some and Amazon Prime. It's Netflix. And then uh, on top Hulu. of that is like Prime videos Amazon and, and Hulu. Yeah. All the, and right. There seems to be a, a deep archive on Amazon Prime in yeah. a way that Netflix doesn't have. Netflix has some great stuff. Don't get me An wrong. An original programming. It has yeah. original programming and some great stuff, but it's it's a shallow pool. I'm not as familiar with it. I've just started to uh, delve what, into. Prime? Into no, Netflix or Prime? Into Netflix even. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know which is better. I feel like Prime is just gonna, you know, shadow the Netflix world. Streaming is where it's at. That it's so. It's you're saying that Amazon Prime is the future. It, Look how much gonna, money Amazon has. Gonna, you're telling me that it's gonna take up the space that Netflix currently has. Well, now they have to split their assets. So we'll see what happens with that. Oh, with Amazon, yeah, Bezos. the guys getting divorced, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, I don't think Amazon's gonna change much. Yeah. No, but um, yeah, the show the. Uh, what is it? Magnificent. It's the uh, marvelous Miss Maisel. Yeah. And it's a housewife from the fifties, and um, her husband is like kind of like a part-time stand-up gig gig you know player yeah, or whatever yeah. the fuck you want to call it. Comedian. Yeah, comedian. Yep. yep. And he doesn't really have the talent. And then eventually they get into this big breakup, and she stumbles into like this comedy room, and she goes on the mic, and she starts spilling her guts out, and people love it. And then the next thing you know, the whole show is about like her transition from meeting all these people and just climbing to the top of the world wow. and, and the comedy world and meeting all these people. I mean, Crazy. I've seen commercials for it and it looks really, yeah, it's really like well It's like an award. It's like nominated for all kinds of stuff. But I was talking to you about just the, the costume design oh, yeah, man. and the set design. I said in the performing arts, there's very little that's more impressive than creating a period piece in the art direction and the set design that goes into it is astounding the work the effort the homework the yeah. the the you know um 
sourcing all of the material, all of the the garments, all of the fucking cars, and all that stuff. It's crazy. Every single frame of the fucking screen has to be accounted for and make sure that it's circa 1954 or whatever. Dude, that is like that dude insane. Monk's in it. What's what's that actor's name? Oh, he's awesome. The other guy Monk. Tony Shalhoub. Oh yeah, yeah, from USA. He's like, yeah. the, he's like the Jewish father. Tony Shalhoub. He's a great yep. actor. Yep. Awesome character. But yeah, that's good. And now I just started peeking into the show Homecoming with Julia Roberts. So that show's based on a podcast. Really? Yeah. They took a podcast and almost stuck like verbatim to the script, I think, and created a television show based on it. But it's, uh, so it's got the guy from, um, fucking awesome actor, brutal guy from Boardwalk Empire, Greg. Who's like cutting people up and choking girls and doing crazy stuff on the show? Wise guy. Oh, Greg in real life. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Fuck, you'd know him in a second. It's fucked up. <laughs> who's the guy on the with the earpiece in Homecoming? Who's always talking to her? Oh, um, that's Colin. That's his name. Yeah, his name's. <laughs> you'd know him in a heartbeat. Yeah, course, awesome Italian actor guy. Yeah, yeah, I'll look him who up. Who got nominated <laughs> for an Emmy for being on Boardwalk Empire? He's right, the antagonist right. who was trying to take over Lake City and burned everyone yeah, with yeah, the yeah. gasoline oh, pumps right, right, and all right, that. Right. Oh right, 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 right. And was like right, right. a yeah, yeah, sadist, yeah, yeah. crazy lunatic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's an awesome actor. So he's from Mr. Robot also, and the guy that makes Homecoming is the creator, writer, and director of Mr. Robot. Bobby okay. Cannavale. Yep. Yeah, yep. Bobby Cannavale. Yeah, yep. he's awesome. But the guy who makes the show. Is the fucking man, dude. Walter Cruz? And you, no, Sam Esmail, and you got to check out Mr. Robot. Anybody listening, check out Mr. Robot. Greg, it'd be like a show, if we wrote a show, but knew more about computers, right. that's what it would wow. be. It would be like our collective works. Wow. And then with a, with a modern uh, skew right. incorporating technology. Right. Wow. That's oh, amazing. No. Yeah. So I'm on it. You've seen it. I'm on episode five, and the whole yes. like I kind of get the gist of what's going on. The whole point of the show is mind fuckery, and it's like it comes down to the last episode type thing. Yep, and it's also one of those things you're talking about, like production design and detail and all the stuff in the other show. That when it ends, you should just like Google the show, and you'll realize that there's stuff happening in almost every frame of the show that Easter was like. Eggs, right? Easter egg stuff like that, but like from the books, the characters are reading Dostoyevsky and like all these crazy reference points that feed into. Oh, I the, love that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, it's like as, you know, like I always thought there was like a failure. What, what's the most highest grossing blue alien movie? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Crap that some people love, but Mars I think. Attacks? No, it's like the number one grossing <laughs> Avatar. Film, Avatar. Oh, right? Avatar. So, like, what was. So revolutionary about that shit was that you could like zoom into any of the pixels, right? You go see it in 3D, anywhere your eye looks, it's like a whole detailed world of its own, and it's just a corner of this big screen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's all right, but like to me, that doesn't have it. There's nothing meaningful happening. Oh, wow, cool. It looks like a real slug is moving. Like that's mm -hmm. great artwork, but there's no. Right thematic point to like a right, lot of it of whereas this guy in every frame of all of this stuff he's like well what is like what does that symbol mean maybe i'll put a symbol in there from like ancient from genghis khan's time and right, it's like yeah. on a guy's he's a soldier and he's got a thing it's a certain type of leaf it's a, it's this book it's a film i'm referencing it's stanley kubrick comes up like whatever the fuck it is all that thought's going into every frame beforehand and then flawlessly executing every it. frame is an artwork because they like 
they blur out some of the parts of yeah. the frame, and then when they jump forward in time, it turns into a the square The aspect format. ratio changes based on when the time period is, because that character knows less, and wow. they're in a box. Even wow. the music is So creepy. they're blind to everything that's going oh, on, shit. so the, 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 it gets tighter like you're watching it on a phone that's almost. Amazing. Wait, did we tell you what it was about, kind of? It's like these soldiers that... Dealing with PTSD, PTSD and memory and, and stuff they, like that. They want Treatment. to adapt them to the real world, but... Right. Coming home. You know, yeah. from episode five, I'm like, this is all just a schematic to just drug these people. And you don't know. Them. You don't know. It makes me want to watch it. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, no, it's... I mean, it's like craftsmanship on a level that's like I get into. That, like, I, you know, I don't see on a lot of shows. You know what I mean? I kept watching it. I'm like, fuck, it's like 1230. I can't. Yep. 26-minute episodes, though. I saw somebody recently um, talking about how provocative and influential Homicide Life on the Streets was. We're going to talk about that because you're totally what, right. What, what? We're going to do a little teaser there, hey, a little cliffhanger, hey. tell you some G-Code news, and we'll be right back. What's up, G-Code Nation? G-Code fam, this is Sko. And I'm here to tell you about the program. What's the program? It's 34 full days and nights of training. Head to gcodenutrition.com and you're going to get workouts uh, from the mind of G Diesel, from the GOAT Vinny Galanti, Josh Halliday, Aunt Seraphin, a lot of the familiar uh, G-Code family members that you've probably seen at our events and on our Instagram have combined their, their centuries of knowledge into one program, the program, 34 days of training, and not just 34 days of consecutive workouts curated for you, but also dietary advice, uh, album, an album for each workout. There's nothing like getting a, finding a great album that you can let play on leg day. We've done that for you. A lot of old school hip-hop, new school hip-hop. You know, we, we, that's what we know, so that's what we advise. But the thing about the program is you can tailor it to your own situation. You could get in right now and start on day one. You could hop in right now and start on day 17 with the rest of G-Code Nation who have started this uh, program as we brought in the new year in 2019. But no matter what, you can take little bits and pieces. You can take all of it, incorporate it into where you're at. You might have a different split each week. I guarantee you, use some of the workouts, use some of the exercises, some of the combination of supersets that you'll see, and uh, you'll be hitting it from everything from new angles, infused with all of the wisdom of the great minds that we've collected, and uh, a lot of insight, wisdom, knowledge, trial and error are have combined for the program so head to gcodenutrition.com check out the program go to our instagram check out the program you'll see a lot of posts on it on a daily basis even combinations of vice and the amount of pre-workout to take the music dietary advice recipes uh, philosophical motivational frame of mind and mentality all those kinds of tips that you need take your workout to the next level whether it's the next step for you or the first step for you the program is a great vehicle for you to better yourself for you to find new ways to push yourself to challenge yourself to step out of your comfort zone definitely try the program that is what we are pumping hard and heavy right now always vice always rise 
Always the New Year's Resolution Revolution Long Sleeve Bundle still up on our site. The new three-quarter sleeve still up on our site. Uh, that one is almost out of stock, so go soon. But you'll see we got a lot of great stuff going on on gcodenutrition.com with the program. Head there now. Fucking listen to this podcast when you're driving home from the gym and you can't even lift your goddamn arms. That's what we're trying to do to you. That's what we're trying to do for you, for the culture, for G-Code Nation, for the G-Code fam. And I'm out. Peace. And we're back. Well, I got to say that I recently, uh, Skull, Skull, I think I would say that when Skull and I decided like we wanted to be filmmakers and writers as young men, one of the things that we were really, really into was Homicide Life on the Oh streets, my God. Which is, to, in my in my opinion, still top three television shows ever, ever created. So that's based on a book yep. written by David Simon, who created The, the Wire. Wire. Oh. He was a reporter in Baltimore on politics and crime and everything going on for the Baltimore Sun, and yep. he wrote a book about cops that he knew and their life in the homicide unit in Baltimore. The book got adapted into an awesome TV show with like an incredible cast. Amazing cast. And then he went on to create The Wire, The Deuce, all these crazy, like, you know, ahead of his time. Yep. But So it's funny you mentioned that, because I was talking about it this week, and uh, Kaylee, my wife, who's like... You know, younger than me, so sure. she has totally different, important reference points in her life, right? And so I'm like, all right, she's like, when did TV, like some TV shows, she's like, some TV shows are just so good, like I'll show her a film that right. I'll be like, this one best picture in like 1981 or whatever. Right. She'll watch me like, wow, that was incredible, but like that's like an episode of Mr. Robot, right? which is 40 episodes. Right, right, right. When did it get TV the- shows become as good as movies. Right, and right. like we just watched yeah. the show, the, the cast is... Um, Patricia Arquette, Benicio del Toro, and Paul Dano wow. called Escape from D- Denamora or whatever about a prison breakout. It's right. like a nine episode Showtime right, right, right. limited Tilly, series. I've, I've heard I've heard good things about that. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, and uh, she's like, we're watching like Benicio del Toro in like a nine hour yeah, movie. Sure, basically, sure. she's yeah, like, yeah. when did this yeah, a good point. start? And I'm like, well, I think like a lot of people point to Hill Street Blues in the '80s, right. and then Twin Peaks, right. And then homicide. Right. To me, that was yeah, like yeah, yeah. the yep. the lineage of we can we can have. It's not like a buddy cop episode of the week, right. where every week there's just a bad guy yep. and they try to solve the case, and then the guy goes to jail. And yep. like Law and Order, it's like self contained. Yep. These shows were like let's tell a story over yep. a period of time, and it's like yeah. And in I homicide, mean, you get to see like a character's like crisis of faith as he's dealing with a terrible case, and like over eight hours, and like there'd just be like an episode, and you know, like just a character in an episode. <laughs> homeless guy in the episode was Robin Williams. Yeah, and really? one episode of Homicide. Guys like that. And Amazing. It's like, and they would have, like, you know, guest directors come in, and <clears throat> all the best directors in the world would direct an episode. Yeah. And it was just, like, the craziest yeah, fucking thing. Yeah, that's right. Robin the... Williams was, like, a... Yeah. Was one of the... Well, I mean, that might not be right. He might not have been a homeless guy, but he was, like... No, a, no, but he was, like, character. a Peak. crazy... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And was amazing. And yep. there'd be people like that, like, all the time. performance in it. Yeah. And, uh, and, like, you got a cast where there's, like, not necessarily a star. There's 14 stars. Right. Like, and... And every single detective you've seen in 20 movies now at this point. Yeah, like, like what's his crazy. face who's now in every uh, Law & Order? 
Munch. Right, right, right. Detective right. Munch, he started on Homicide, yeah, that yeah, character. Yeah. Yeah, and they that just, character, it's the same character. Somehow he's in every police precinct yeah, in America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Richard incredible. Belzer. Yeah. yeah. It's just an incredible show. Um, and I, I think that, like, Homicide, Twin Peaks. Yep kind of set the table for then like Oz and then the oh, Sopranos yeah, definitely. and all those Oz. HBO shows. Well, yeah, well, Homicide was the was Levinson and Fontana yep. were the ones who directed yep. it and then they made Oz and yep. a couple other yep. crazy shows. Prison shows are always Which awesome. set the table Oz for... Oz is like dark, but amazingly... Oz, Oz is the best of those. Oh, yeah. I find that stuff hard to watch, though. It is, yeah. no. I find prison stuff How hard many to watch. seasons yeah. were there of Oz? A lot. A, a lot, but, man. But to me, but see, here's the thing. Like, I find those kind of... Like, I find pr like stuff about prison isn't hard to watch yeah. but Oz was so great because of the characters there's the cast, so many you want fucking talk about incredible characters and amazing J.K. Simmons yeah, yeah. Uh, the other guy I'm Mayhem yeah, what the, the, hell? May the dude yeah, yeah. Who, he should be just like uh, like it, he should be one of the biggest stars yeah, yeah, like, why isn't yeah, he a McGonagall yeah, or something yeah, yeah, like Dean it. Winters Dean Winters that guy's amazing half the cast of all the Law and Order shows are from Simmons. that yep um, what's the guy's name who was in the wheelchair? He's a great Incredible. actor. Yeah. Out of BC. Yep. All those characters yeah, yeah. are like amazing actors, man. Yep. Yeah. No, and I think like, and Sopranos obviously was like a big one. Yeah. I think with Sopranos, when James Gandolfini was Tony Soprano, that was like the green light to A-list stars yeah, yeah. that they could go be on TV. Yeah, yeah. They used to just be on like one episode of Homicide, maybe on the Love Boat, yeah, yeah, some yeah, guy, or right, Columbo, right, like right, right, yeah, yeah. brief yeah, visit, random, and right. it would be hyped up as a television event. Right. What, after Gandolfini, was like, holy shit, you could be as big a star there yeah, is in yeah. the world on a TV show. Yep, yep. He, became, he became a worldwide megastar right. from starring on The Sopranos. And then it was like Boardwalk Empire, yeah. The Wire, Breaking Bad, all these shows that made it clear well, that like- a new season coming of- a show that I'm going to actually watch the show. Okay. It's True Detective. Whoa. Oh, hell Third yeah. Third season of True Detective. Now, out. I loved season one of that. I did not love season See, two. See, here's the that. thing. I think Agreed. you didn't like season two. I think both of you guys didn't like season two because you're comparing it to season one. I, I think if it just existed on its own. It had See, moments. I liked, I liked two. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. I loved one. Yeah. But I liked two. It was a big so, drop off for sure. Sure. They were just parts of it. If you hadn't seen was... one, I felt like you, you would like to. There were parts of it that were just, it didn't, it it just didn't work for me. You know what I mean? Like, it was sure. just not. Sure, sure. It could have been great. Yeah. It just was off. It was right. off key. That's fair. You know? That's fair. But because of one, to me, which is like one of the best seasons or anything ever made uh, yep. of that show. Absolutely. I'm locked in. I would watch yeah, yeah. three more mediocre seasons. It's like somebody makes a great debut album. And I'm going to keep listening right, to course. the new albums, yeah, even course. if they're shitty. I'm going to be like, another Wu-Tang album's coming out now? Yeah, I got to check it yeah, out. Yeah. <laughs> like, even though the last four were awful, the first 15 were incredible. Right. <laughs> like, you know? um, Mahershala Ali. Yeah, right? so yeah. I was say, Mahershala Ali is the star. And it's not a... It's not a uh, uh, it's not a partner situation or like right. a two-headed story. It seems like it seems like it's about him, right. a character study about one guy, which is which is cool because that's a di just a yeah, different, yeah, a yeah, different yeah. perspective on, you know, from from those those uh, those artists. So right. it, it should be dope. It should be dope. I'm looking forward. Yeah, to it. I mean, like I don't know. Some people say like TV sucks. I think we're in the golden age of TV. Like, depending, you could find a great show on every channel. Almost every channel that makes a drama, you can find one great show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty fucking amazing. Let alone like eight on Netflix, four on Amazon. Right. Like, there's more great shows in there. Same thing with music. There's so much. I actually think music is great. What's changed is that it used to be everyone was watching the same thing together. Yeah. 
Now, if I was like, if you heard a good album right now, you could name like 10 albums that are legitimately good and I haven't heard one of them right. and I'm not suffering for music on my end. Right. Like, I, I, I'm trying to like, if it's, at the end of the year, I go through like top album list yeah, and yeah. search of stuff sometimes. Sure. There needs to be like an asterisk that's like, these are the best albums I've heard. Right, right, of course. Because I'm looking at it and it's a top 10 list yeah, and yeah. like, you know, top 10 rap albums, hip hop albums of the year. Or top 50, and like only three of my top 10 are on it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Right. Because everyone has their own curated reality of suited course. to their tastes and, and tangential. Like, you'll tell me something, so now I know about it, but you didn't tell the whole world. They don't know. And Everyone's like at their own course. combination of shit. And, like, and I'll find stuff, and it, it's great for a minute, and then it lacks staying power right. also. Right. Where you come across something, you're like, oh. Like, there was this one dude that I heard, and I was like, oh, shit. Like, he's got, like, a Kendrick meets Kanye thing, and I, like, listened to some of his production and the fucking song, and he was making the songs himself. Well, I was like, I, who's that? Was I, he, I can't know? remember his oh. name. I it's not it. Nick Grant, is it? No. Oh, all right. But I gotta go. But I've heard his name. I've heard yeah. Nick Grant's name. But I, go, I gotta go back and look. Look. But I was like, wow, it was dope. Like, I heard a couple songs, I'm like, yeah, this fucking kid is talented. And I can't remember his name now. And it wasn't that go. long ago. Right. You know, it was, like, a year ago, maybe. I think that and also. And it's like, that happens a lot. Yeah. Like, um, uh, who was the artist that you put us on to with uh, Evol and Ita? Uh, Jesus. Have I you already forget. That's listening? like one of my favorite albums of the year. And I'm bringing like, that at the moment. I, I can find it. But like, have you been listening to... Uh, Pharma, Beats, and... Uh, right, right. Streets. Streets? I'm going down as a legend whether or not you streets, like me or not. Is that his name? It's called Street Pharma. Street Pharma. Oh, right. Rome Streets. Rome Streets. Yeah. Rome Streets. There yeah. you go. Like that was that song was fucking insane. Dude, yeah, and there was like a couple full, songs yeah, on that like album. A couple. And I like West Side Gun Conway song. We think yeah. like under under pseudonyms or something. Pseudonyms. Yeah. But like, I, you where check were we that driving out? back from? Where we were bumping at? Was it Chicago? Baltimore. Baltimore. Yeah. Yeah. It's fucking dope. But anyway, so like we I played it at the end of a podcast, the squad. Right, right, right. Yes. And it's like that that was fire. But like I, I, I wasn't so into it that I like I'm like, all right, I gotta go find out every song this guy's right. made. It's like right. I don't know. I wanna feel like that. Yeah. But it's like I, I just I don't know. I think there's also like an overwhelming yes. quantity of music. Yeah. And we're also like single driven too. And so like it's right. we used to get an album and kind of sit with it, play mm -hmm. it straight through. Right. And it, there'd be a week till the next one came out. Right. And so, like, you kind of had to live with it a little more. Whereas now, the, if I'm 15 seconds into a song and don't like it, and it's streaming, so I can immediately go to the next million songs or just waiting. You know what it is? I'll, like, go to Train, and I'll go to the, my iTunes app, and I'll say New Music, and there's, like, 15 new albums that right. show came up out today. next day. Yeah. 15 new ones. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, holy shit. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's impossible to keep up. And, know? like, there's stuff that I listened to, and, like, it was dope. But then, like, I haven't had the urge to listen to it. Like, right. I listened to it every day for two weeks. Like, yeah. Black Thoughts album. Yeah. It was dope. It's dope. It, it was album. Yeah. yeah. And I listened to it, like I said, no, every day here. for two weeks. And now I'm like, hey. always go back it's to the classics. To me, like, yeah. Yeah. It's also, to, to me, like, <clears throat> some things are, like, so well made, but they're, like, an episode of Oz. Right, right, sure. Where, like, I don't want to watch Schindler's List right. three times <laughs> in, in right, a right. year, let alone in no, ten no, years. of course, of course. Even though it's incredible. sandwich. And it's like, everyone should have to see it in their life. I don't, you know. I like a, a guy who I go back to uh, in terms of new music who consistently makes dope shit is uh, is Apollo Brown. Oh yeah. Uh, basically anything Apollo Brown touches is. Well, what's great is dope. that like you're that always in the same artists. ballpark of his sound, yeah. but he works with a different yeah, artist yeah, yeah, every yeah. album. He's yeah. a producer, yeah. and it's like 
that's why like you know it's like you're saying like that's why I watched that show Homecoming yeah. like you find somebody who makes things a certain way yeah. and now you're like alright let me see them work with the next artist right. in the same way Apollo Brown does yep. and like see where those common themes are and get into it uh, it's tough to come by I also think like as you get older you're less impressionable mm. And like, mm. like if somebody it hurts to feel that, yeah, it hurts no, but, to hear you say that. But and wisdom, for me to think wisdom you're is right. a good thing. Like right. the more wisdom you have, right. the less you need, right, to get an abundance of wisdom, right, out of music, right, right, right. And pers- like, like I'll give you an example. Like how many tales of desperation, right, or like and plight, and right. Uh, Taking the ki- plight, kids. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but how much? Taking like, how many times Roll have we up. heard that? And how much better could it be than the infamous? Right. That's it. Of to course. hear. Of course. So, like, we've heard the magnum opus take yeah. on being in a in a you know in a tight spot in the inner city right. and like desperately wanting to improve your stake be- and what it's been do done or die. The, done the best it's ever been. So, right, if somebody course. comes and does like the modern version of that to an eighteen-year-old kid, it's the first time right, they're hearing sure. it, and they're like, "Holy fucking shit! You need to hear this." And then you hear it, and you're like. Well, I've heard this yeah, version sure. of the story before. Right, right, right. It's like if you're a, if you know everything about Greek mythology, right. and then uh, you know um, James Cameron makes a movie that's based on right, and you're like, oh, this is a yeah. derivative, watered down crap right, compared right. to what right, the right. the real deal. Right. I think like the older you get, the more you've seen the true. familiar tropes yeah, and heard yeah. the same things, and it's just not going to hit you like it's a roundhouse as much. It's probably true. What would have to be in a I rap know, song? To startle you at this point, right? You know, that's a good point. No, you know? it's hard to, yeah. I, I mean, don't know, like know. some horrorcore crazy root, and yeah, and you don't want to hear that no, all the that time. Wouldn't do, that wouldn't do it either. You wonder what it would be. I think it's as much as we want to dabble going forward, and we're getting older. We we like to the nostalgic of course. Oh, yeah. everything. I mean, everything, I try to man. do like a mix of that. I added like. Some random old stuff like Artifacts, Cypress Hill, Buster Rhymes. I just threw that on like yeah, the old, yeah. uh, the old iPod, the no. old iPad. <laughs> um, but it made me think of, dude, like how our parents, specifically my mom, didn't just put me in an asylum. asylum. So I was thinking this the right. other day, dude. Must have been like fifteen, right? I think I was like going to the dentist or something like that. So okay. like driving out of Brigantine or somewhere like we stop at like a Sam Goody somewhere we'd yeah, stop, yeah. and I bought uh, the first Grave Diggers album. Oh yeah, yeah on cassette. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a cassette. Yeah, yeah. And uh, was like, no, it's so good, mom. You got to hear this. Wow. And my mom sat in a car wow. with me. Wow. And listened to the whole. Wow. First Grave Diggers album, and didn't immediately. Right. Right. Have me it's pumped full of Ritalin or right. whatever the fuck a doctor yeah, would have told her to treat it. It's crazy. You know, it's like, it was like hardcore, yeah. like trials for rape and murder being rhymed about and like babies crying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the beats were made out of babies crying. <laughs> <laughs> Markle. Ah, screaming diary of a yeah, madman. No, it's right? fucking incredible. Crazy shit. Yep. And somehow my mom listened to that and didn't fucking yeah. have a panic She attack. listens yeah, to yeah. that low key. So thanks, not, mom. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, for sure. Like, that's the thing. Like, you sit back and you think, like, the stuff that your folks, the cosign's the wrong word, but kind of let slide. Right. With the, because they sort of trusted your judgment and the environment that they were raising you in enough yeah, it's like to, okay you didn't you didn't uh you know um 
break into the neighbor's house and burn it down recently. Right. So right. things are going pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So this is what's going on. Yeah, yeah. And plus, I feel like also like the rock and roll generation or whatever, like people are like biting the heads off of bats sure, sure. on stage. <laughs> there was some crazy yeah. shit, shine, dark shit. Shine. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. that's that's actually, that's profound. There was man. an argument good, that I was having with my wife's parents where they're like, oh, if you would have went to this concert and this outdoor festival and yeah. witnessed this music, yeah, and now yeah, sure. it's like you go there and it's just entertainment where it's, I'm like, well, that's not really true because you go and see some of these performers and they have like all these crazy set designs. Yeah. And these, yeah pyrotechnics and all all this crazy to stuff. To me, that's like, like Pink Floyd the wall. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, they're doing crazy stuff back then. David yeah. Bowie, it was... Yeah, yeah, what's sure. the difference between, like, David Bowie's stage and, like, yeah. Lady Gaga's? Right, yeah. Other than tech, technological right. progress. It's more polished, yeah. I guess. I don't know. It's I just, mean, he's probably... A, well, like, but yeah, the he's music a better meant so much more back then. Right. Everyone thinks that about their own shit. When you're shit. on six grams of mushrooms. But, like, <laughs> you know, like, I, like we're, like... No, while Nas's first couple albums right. were, like poetry at the highest le highest level and like will impact us our whole lives but to a 15 year old kid who's hearing kendrick lamar he's thinking like this is the best of course. thinking the same exact thing right. there's when you're hit in that impressionable of course. pivotal point in right. life there's no that's going to be your deal there's you know? no comparison or accounting for the the place you are in your life when you start you take in some of this art and how important it is when you're such you're such a young person right and, but see like that's it though right that that youthful filter and the idealism and all the stuff in terms of like soaking this stuff up and you you worry that your filter gets muddied mm. you know with the cynicism of life and and, right. and ingesting too much right where there's just shit caught in the filter now that's yeah. blocking out all the dope stuff right like you you I, i'm always on guard against that that's why when that's i was saying to you like i'm on guard against, you, on guard you know, against becoming like uh what's the word i'm looking An for not jaded <laughs> not even that <laughs> no, but no, just, no, it's like saying it. um cynical yeah all that yeah of course, me too man for sure and it's i think that's like the human condition to some extent i think that's why like a lot of 75 year old guys are a little uh i have a bitter small cock tampon brand say that again excuse me no what was that i missed the thing i didn't you said it play it one more time <laughs> I, I was talking over it i was giving you another job uh i have a small cock tampon brand Oh, it's my favorite. I'm just talking about the filter, dude. I, th I yeah, thought yeah, you yeah. would have totally cut it off after small cock. No, he's, he's, putting you <laughs> he's putting you over. Oh he my God. You're my boy. Thank you. All right, so I got some fuel for the fire. Yes. A couple of things that uh, just I've noticed or, or ingested of late Always um, that good. are dope. Uh, one, uh, we referred to him earlier, West Side Gun, Dirt Malone, I pointed yeah. out to you, right? Like, So anybody who knows the backstory, right? Like, Kind of like, uh, I feel like his trajectory has been like sort doop, of- doop, doop. Uh, he moving in the same direction that we've been moving through the Go Hard and G Code era, except yep. like he's taken it 114 stories higher than we have thus far right. by signing with Eminem, taking his little brand from Buffalo and just like really exploding on the scene. He's got a series of new era hats. Awesome. So anybody, anybody who follows West at Westside Gun on Instagram, um, the guy actually came out with his own collection of new era hats of Buffalo designs designed by you know um, little Buffalo characters around the B, like a varsity B. It looks sick. Really fucking dope. It's like you know uh, his brand uh, was uh, bought by Shady Records. Um, at Shady Westside Aftermath. Gun. 
Yeah, and uh, to just see like how far the dude's gonna come and and the influence that he has uh, coming from where he came from is just incredible. So I was I was pretty blown away by the fact that he's got his own new era hat. <laughs> That's yeah, awesome. Exactly. So that's dope. And then the second thing, um, kind of referring back earlier to talking about um, indoctrination. I want that drop, by the way. There's indoctr- indoctr- I can't there's find it. There's a skull it. drop that says, it's indoctrination. And like, if there's a, to replicate. If anybody yeah. can find it that's listening, please yeah. do. Yeah. Let us know what episode, <laughs> episode that is. And uh, yeah, yeah. time interval. The timestamp and uh, the uh, episode where Sko says, it's indoctrination. Because there's like at least 14 instances of indoctrination. I mean, there's a lot every of indoctrination going on out there. In every Squadcast episode. Give me a week, I'll find it. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, so um, talking about indoctrinating my, my children earlier and early influences, right, um, and uh, and pro wrestling and whatnot, there's a Westwood One podcast on Apple. It's called 83 Weeks okay. with Eric Bischoff. Wow. And it's basically day-by-day, episode-by-episode, pay-per-view-by-pay-per-view, character-by-character of Bischoff giving you the entire behind-the-scenes of the development of the NWO, of WCW, and all of the -the behind-the-scenes politics and everything, and him fighting with Turner Broadcasting, and him fighting with Vince McMahon, and um, just like all the -the behind-the-scenes stuff of the different characters, and guys making the jump from WWE. That's amazing. It is fucking incredible. Behind the wrestling. Yeah, it's behind the scenes. And so it's like telling all these stories. It's incredible because it's it's partially creative. Mm-hmm. It's partially related to all these iconic figures that we right. grew up idolizing. It's um very much business related. So you're you know, you're learning about um television programming and, and all that sort of stuff. Um it's about branding, it's about all of these things and, and this, you know, it's sort of this sort of brilliant um, misunderstood sort of maverick dude right. uh, who cr- created this thing and they, it's it called 83 Weeks because for 83 weeks they beat WWF in the ra- in the ratings right. with and this the, juggernaut right. Until Goldberg created. lost, right? right? It was right, nothing right. Yeah, right, right, I think yeah, that was yeah, the yeah, last was part, time right. they were number one. Yeah. That was like part, right, exactly. Um, so yeah, just a fucking incredible thing. So, such like cool listening such like an easy thing to to get engrossed in but it's cool because there's a ton of inspiration there in terms of ideas and whatnot um you know i i've said we've had this conversation a hundred times but like uh, the thought of like us trying to be the nwo of the industry that we're in right Mm -hmm. so like you hear sort of like the the train of thought and the ideas and sort of like the creative place that they're in when they were putting these ideas together and how to be so sort of provocative and outside the box in their industry And the um, sort of uh, putting I, putting um, authenticity and realism first, you know, in a world that's sort of staged. in an industry that's so staged. Yeah. yeah. How do you put move authenticity and and right. realism to the forefront? Right. And like going back to like the the like the earliest debut of like the NWO and stuff, and like what they did was there was a fucking pay per view. Mm-hmm. I think Bash at the Beach or something, right? Pay per view where. There's a match going on with all the, the established WCW stars, all the guys, you know, Lex Luger, Ric Flair, Sting, not not Crow Sting, like Sting with the yeah. Ultimate Warrior makeup and the blonde hair, right? And there is like this crazy match in the ring. And uh, the Mouth of the South, J- Jimmy Hart comes running oh, out, man. comes running out and jumps up on the apron and is screaming at them and is screaming at the camera, we need you, we need help in the back, we need help in the back. Yeah. Right? And and like is losing his mind. We need help in the back. We need help in the back. Screaming at the camera. And people are like, what the fuck is going on? The ring action stops. 
Right. And they go to the back and Arn Anderson was assaulted in the back. Wow. Right? Yeah. And then Rey Mysterio comes at fucking Nash and Nash literally lifts him up and throws him into a fucking like um into a trailer. Right. And they get into a fucking limo and the limo pulls away and as the limo pulls away Macho Man jumps on the moving limo. <laughs> right? And they cut to commercial and they come back from commercial and the fucking ambulances have arrived. Right. And right. there's people in Orlando, Florida who are calling the cops. Wow! No. Because the because the TV show they're watching <laughs> has like, been right. interrupted, right? And like I, they see that, and I'm like, holy shit, that Crazy, is fucking dude. wild! Like Crazy. the yeah. suspension of disbelief and the ability to sort of like take this thing that is so like sort of established and iconic and accepted the way it is yeah. and completely turn it on its, it's fucking ear is amazing. It's a how do you time ever? In how do you ever do that? How would you ever recreate something like that? It's just amazing. amazing. I think you'd have to like use social media you have to get really oh so speaking of like groundbreaking Go media do that with do the so i recently watched something i recently watched something on netflix and it's something i always wanted to do i never thought this is i wanted to do it since before there was like internet and the interactivity from home was an option i wanted to do it in the theater but that was a choose your own adventure sure 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 film yeah where you could decide different endings and the audience would vote and based on the voting it would do certain things like right? the books right so black mirror which is like one of the best shows it's like the modern twilight zone just flawlessly made um they recently did a thing on netflix and it's a choose your own adventure mm-hmm. episode of black mirror wow. where for there's 42 different decisions within this show and you can make what kind of music does the character's like, oh, what do I want to listen to today? And you can pick between the two albums. Right. kind of serious. And he's a, he's a video game maker, the main character. And they're like, this video game company's enamored with them. Do you want to work with them or do you not want to work with them? And do you want to jump off the balcony or have this other character jump off the balcony? Wow. And there's like a trillion different combinations because of the math of 42 different decisions. Right. They say, like, to go through the whole thing. Now, there's, like, really only five endings, but there's 42 different permutations. Right. And certain ways unlock a bonus scene at the end and all these different things. But what's cool, I didn't really like it. It was actually kind of, like, frustrating because I didn't know when I was at – I didn't know when it was over. Okay. I know. Because there's different ways. No, I eventually I like Googled it and found out what the five endings are. And I'm like, oh, I actually did like four of them. I didn't realize I accomplished right. accomplished four of the five endings. Because okay. Kayla and I watched it and we're like, what the fuck? We didn't know. Right. I it's know. really weird. Let me tell you. You don't know without, when it's completely Without giving over. away the ending, yeah. when the guy's tripping on LSD, he's like, it's like Pac-Man. You die and you're back in the maze. Yeah. So there's really no ending to well, the so show. Well, so that's part of the thing is that the characters are becoming self-aware okay. that someone's controlling their actions. Yeah. And the guy's like, I just can't shake the feeling. And he's like, someone's controlling. And, and then they give you a choice, like drink the coffee or don't drink the coffee. And he's like staring at his hand. As it, wow. And he's like, I'm, right now, I don't even, I don't want to do this. And it's, it's like, grabbing. I feel like I have no control over my actions. It's pretty dope. But it was weird about that. It started making me think like. Wait, is someone yeah. making me pick the thing? Like, it gets very meta with right, itself. Right, sure. So it's not just, like, the, the story fits the themes of the technology you're using right, right, right. In, a, in a cool way. But I didn't like the whole, when does this fuck? At a certain point, like, we had a certain point, like, cursing at the screen. Like, I just wanted to fucking end because right. 
I kept going, we kept going in loops and it right, would bring right. you back and I didn't know, like the credits mm -hmm. don't roll like a normal thing and it's right. the final wow. scene. It'll take you back to like he wakes up. Right. And you're like, fuck man, wow. like, you know, how long do I want to watch the same goddamn episode? It was dope. They definitely got to do more stuff like that. It was groundbreaking. Yeah, cool. You know, you know what time it, it is, I think? It is. Well, hold on. You know what time it be? Hold on, hold on. Before you go there. Uh-oh. I just had, I had an observation of, pop culture observation Do i wanted it. to share with you guys we're doing a pop culture cast today. okay a it is sort of yeah. a pop culture cast yeah. all right just as a consumer i am a consumer just right. like everybody else out there shouts to everybody out there who is a consumer of our goods and services shouts to those consumers yep um and you know what's something that i don't like what's that i like i would never buy sirak vodka i'm down Beavis. because of puff daddy Oh yeah, I understand. Uh, and I just, like I wouldn't. I, and I also like I, I saw that like Conor McGregor has a whiskey. I would never buy that just because it's Conor yeah, McGregor's proper twelve. Whiskey. It's a really it, nice branding. Right, really nice some branding. Some people by the don't way. think they're douchebags. I know. <laughs> I guess it's oh, yeah. But like I, like would you drink Puff Daddy vodka? I get it sometimes. Do I don't. I, I I don't think that it's Puff Daddy's or like all these other things. Like Jay Z's got one. I don't know why it bothers me, but it, Puff Daddy specifically. I guess what right. I'm saying is that like. There are, there are products that I will avoid simply because who they're attached to, right? But like, because because here's the thing: like the Conor McGregor whiskey is really well executed in terms of the branding. Have you the bottle? I've never, bottle, yeah, I've, I've never seen stuff, it. In bottle any stuff looks great. Me, I've seen right. it a bunch of times, but I would never buy it because I'm like, I don't know. I'm gonna buy Conor McGregor. Well, you wouldn't buy Steph Curry sneakers, is that? Right, but right, but it's right. It's all about the association, right? Be, be whether you like or don't like the people behind the thing. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, like that, what I realized, I guess, is what I'm what I'm saying is that the people behind the thing really means a lot to me personally yeah. as a consumer. I agree. As a consumer, you I want to buy Don Julio because I think Uncle everybody's Don, yeah. like that. I think you just have a different set of values right. as to which people are. Uh, mm -hmm. Worthy and not right, and the people who buy Conor McGregor's whiskey, yeah, yeah. love Conor McGregor. But see, here's the thing: I don't even, I don't even not like Conor McGregor. No, you know what it is? It brings you back to the basketball jersey. But I don't even. I don't certainly there's basketball jersey. Okay, okay, okay. If the you can't wear a basketball or an athletic jersey of someone who's younger than you, you can't buy an alcoholic bottle of somebody who's. Younger Puff than Daddy's you, older or something than me. like that. Oh yeah, or like Puff a pop culture Puff guy. Just gotta be like Puff Daddy's older than Jim Bean. Or... Puff Daddy's older than me. I know that. <laughs> and, you know, I, I heard I played like four albums today this morning. I was okay. like going through them, yeah. and like three of them had um, subliminal songs about Puff Daddy being awful. No shit. Oh, no. Like one was a song on like a Black Star album. Okay. One was an alcoholic song like wow. Mr. Hook nice. or like Captain Hook nice, or something nice, like. Nice. Well, Black Star. I mean, shouts the most in quality for um, always keeping it real. So good on that. So dude, talented. Their verses from that so era are like as good as it gets. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna go somewhere with that. Oh, so speaking of Steph Curry. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, no thanks on the Steph Curry Under Armors. I was well, actually having a conversation. I was actually having a conversation at the bus stop, almost political. Where okay. somebody was saying about how they were gonna like stop wearing Nike, but it was so hard because their kids only want Nike because the kids go to school and everybody okay, wears Nike. Nike and it's because yeah, of yeah. Kaepernick and yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. And my retort was, "Yeah, too bad Under Armour can't make doper shit for the conservatives." Oh. 
I said that at 8 a.m. Well, <laughs> at the bus like, stop. And everyone who like marched in Charlottesville wore Under Armour. So that's like a negative I know, association. I know. Like I got a bad Armor, association Polo, now. I, got a ba- I know. I got a bad association now. So that's like the young Nazi I am movement. offended by what I y'all are saying. Like, I know it's like ridiculous because like every rock solid like basketball coach of kids I know is like wearing an Under Armour It's like completely <laughs> irrational. Yeah. And there's people that have been associated with Under Armour. Years, but so I, I like, a, yeah. like the Rock, the Rock, the right. Rock has a has a Under Armour right. contract, right? And he has his own line. Well, it wouldn't surprise I me. I believe yeah. he does. Yeah. yeah, and like I think the Rock's I mean, rock solid. Just the Under Armour like, shoes. Cool. I'm like, ah, no. Yeah, and well, Steph Curry just being corny. It's just you know, it's a it tough one for me. It makes it easy for me to not so, like it. Remind but me I like g- I like protect this house Under Armour. I like that Under Armour. Right. Like the upstart. Upstart. upstart yeah, that's like WC like though. Yeah. yeah. Uh, remind me to go back to Ewing's okay. in a second. Okay. But so I recently read and a Steph Curry go back to Ewing's. Players Tribune article. Okay. And it was actually like, it actually made me like ah maybe I just don't I, 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 you know like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. it it chipped away at my. You're an irritable guy, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because okay, he's talking ahead. about like being like 13, and he was like played in some tournament or something like that, and it was like he had like circled it on the calendar yeah, yeah. and like prepared for like six months for it, and just got humiliated right. in it. And his parents sat him down, and were like, "Doesn't matter about rankings, college coaches, yeah, yeah. nothing like that. Doesn't matter what anyone else in the whole world ever says about you. You are the author of your own story." Awesome. And this whole thing, and then he went through. And there's like, it's actually interesting because there's all these like uh, coaches and experts and all like tweets and things throughout the story of when he was coming up. Right. And one's like, uh, Steph Curry's ankles are Drake hooks. (laughs) They're that soft and weak. I thought that was funny. funny. But like all these ones who are like eighth best point guard prospect in the draft. Right. Right? Like all these guys. And And he went through a list of like 15 things. It was like... Not a good draft pick, right. and how it would change every year. Right. Not a good draft pick. Um, can't stay healthy. Oh, not worth a contract extension. Should be a trade chip. Can't be a franchise player. Right. Can't get to the playoffs. Can't win in the playoffs. Right. Like wow. his style can't succeed in the right. NBA Finals. Um, well, they dis- can't. You know. Obviously, disproved all of that. And the other day when I when I I'm not when, like when, here like the other you know, day on the it didn't turn me into some stand <laughs> no, no. Curry, but I was just like oh you know like you know. no that's fair. Uh, here's the thing like it's it, it's a mixed bag there. Um, like the other day when when I I took my mind out and I put Allen Iverson's mind inside my head. Whoa. Right. When I channeled him and I was able to pick his top five. <laughs> the reason I knew Curry was on there because was because of a conversation you and I had. I never would have put Curry in his top five. Right. But it was a conversation you and I had where you you told me Might that have been on the cast, you, to, you told yeah. me Iverson had said something along the lines of like that the the best handle since Iverson was Steph Curry's. And I was like, Iverson thinks that of him? Wow. Like, I was surprised that, that, that Iverson said that. Yeah. And when you said that to me, that's what made me realize that he Well, and plus, he the way I said it, you were regard. like, yeah, that's somebody you're not going to like. How many guys do I hate? Well, because it was all obvious. <laughs> it was pretty much, <laughs> you said they're all modern, and it was, three of them were obvious. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, who would be the center? So I thought, who's the most modern right. center, right. dominant center? It was Shaq. And then, right. so then I threw Curry in there, and I was right. But, um, oh, so but I will say the mixed, I will say the mixed bag thing about Curry is the fact that like I I'm all for the underdog at, at all times. Yeah. But he's also he's also the Del Curry's son. Right. So it's like Right. Are all right. right. You know, like I get it. Like, you know, but your dad was a good NBA player. So right. it's like, okay. 
Right. Like, There's know. a little, um, yeah, yeah. what do they call it when like a kid's dad went to Yale? Legacy? Yeah. Well, He's a legacy, legacy guy? Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but there's no doubt though, if you if what you're talking about in retrospect, when I look back on it, and I think Steve Nash was the same way also. Oh, yeah, There's yeah. certain guys who- And they both who, went to small non-basketball yes, program guys schools. certain come from small schools. Davidson. Yeah. There's certain guys who come from small schools, and regardless of what you think of them, they're incredible college players, and everybody writes them off that they won't be good pros, and some of them do it, and Steph Curry did it, Steve yep, Nash did it, yep. those guys, at, no matter what you they think They don't have, of like, them. glaringly obvious athleticism nope, to nope, them. You know, nope. like, they, they became, snuck up on everyone. And they became, you know, iconic players, so. Yeah. All right. I wonder what so Ewings, Ewings. Yes. So you were saying like you can't wear this jersey, and you're talking about like negative associations, Nash right? Is like, just fucking living large. He's so fucking like, chilling. Right. He's a great soccer player too, and oh, skateboarder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's got yeah. that soccer yeah. hair. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, to lose he's the realist. Did you ever see him getting with the the Nicki Minaj lap dance? Did you ever see that video? No. Yeah. No. He's just on stage with Nicki Minaj, getting a lap dance from Nicki Minaj. No way. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there you got the. It's quite a. It's just a, just another weekend. So let's from, talk about Patrick here. Just another so, weekend. Steve Nash I'm like, into like <laughs> I'm into retro <laughs> sneakers that are not necessarily Jordans like because I, I, I love Jordans don't get me yeah, wrong yeah. but like everybody loves Jordans sure. so it's like there's the new Jordans there, there's the a you know it's sometimes you just hear the song all the time and you see it everywhere and you're yeah, like yeah. you like it of a little course, less sure. even if you loved it originally yeah, of course. but uh so Ewing's are one of the brands that have like come back full steam and have made some pretty awesome sneakers in like a hundred different colorways, and it's not now they're like a hundred and twenty-five bucks. They're not yeah. like fifty dollars like you would expect Ewings to be. Yeah, yeah. I remember they were um, sixty bucks back in the day. But I, and I was like, wow, this is like a, this is like six months ago. But I keep getting hit with ads yeah, for them, yeah. of course. And I was like, really close to getting a pair. Okay. And I couldn't do it. Okay. Because even though he's old school Big East yeah, and Georgetown Ewing yeah. and yeah, all that Pacers Nick stuff. Pacers Nick stuff. Yeah. He'll always be right. The the best player on yeah, the yeah, other yeah, team yeah, yeah, yeah. at like the peak of a uh, me caring about sports and the uh, high the the craziest rivalry at the time. I agree. You know what I mean? Of course. So you got it's associations. Like, it's like me. Like, Miller. Like the next closest. Like it would be like picking like a Pedro Martinez shoe right, right. for I me. Like for sure. Yankee Sox. Yeah, like yeah. that level of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I couldn't do it. And I'm yeah, like, couldn't pull the trigger. I try to will yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah. I'm still like because it's dope and yeah, I love yeah. the idea of like yeah, yeah. Ewing's In versus. Right, yeah, yeah. right. And like I said, everybody's so on like that one note of Jordan's lot stuff, but like, you know. I get it. There was a sneaker spot by Ames when right. I was growing when I was growing up and whenever I go into Scranton this year, um like I would try to talk to my mom and to get me a pair of kicks. Yeah. And like there were good prices and they had like all the Ewings. Yeah. Right? And um they had like so they probably had f- 13 different pairs of Ewings, right? Right. And I, what was dope about Ewings back then was that, like, it was difficult to find, unless you, like, played for Syracuse. Yeah. It was difficult to find, like, unique colorways of shoes. Yeah. It was always, like, white and black, black shoes, and right, whatever. Black and white for Ewings, so, like, But Ewings, but Ewings, though, had, like, the blue ones that right. were, like, the Knicks colors, right. and they would have a red pair. They and I thought that was, I thought that was always one. fucking cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like to have a like back then to have an all blue shoe was like super rare or right. an all red shoe you just didn't see it. it like now I said, unless like you played on just, Syracuse yeah, yeah, and they yeah. had all the dopest kicks custom. except they're orange. You're like, yeah. what the fuck is that? <laughs> right, I just made. I wanted to play there just to wear orange Jordans mm. That's yeah. what, and play for Bayheim. But anyway, um, <laughs> right along those lines, what the fuck was I saying? We got to get to eat. I know. Soon eat, we got to get out of here. Yeah, and, we and got go like four minutes. You're talking about everyone had team shoes when you were in the program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Ewing. Oh, I got a Ewing story. My Ewing story is this right. Back in the day, I played so much ball, Dirt Malone, okay, Uh-oh. that I got my mom to get me a pair of Ewings, and I literally wore through the sole on them in, like, a w- four weeks. 
Jeez. five weeks, like holes in the soles in five hey, weeks in the summer, right? I believe it. And so I'm like, Ma, this is bullshit. And she's like, and I got her kind of worked up. If you know my mom, this is yeah, funny. Yeah. Got her kind of worked up enough to really feel like she got ripped off. Right. Got her to go back to the mall with me, right? And I'm like, we're going to return these. <laughs> and this is unacceptable. Yeah. And then when she's going to talk to the guy, I'm like, out. Yeah, we're going to get him. Yeah, we're going to get him. And then I'm 20 yards away from her, embarrassed while she's talking, telling this guy that the sneakers are faulty. And they're both pointing to you like that kid over there. <laughs> and shouts the, to moms. Shouts to moms for doing the, the dirt. Dirty yep. Mama, I love you. So she, you anyway, go. long story short, she got me a new pair of Ewings right there on the spot. Awesome. So I wore through a pair and my Dukes talked them into giving me a new fucking pair for free. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Shouts to my Dukes. Look at that. For those nice. faulty Ewings that I ripped holes in in five weeks. That's how much we played back Speaking in the day. Speaking of ripping holes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's about that time for the best. I'm listening. It's about that time for the best drop in podcast. Right about now. I'm going to play it just to play it anyway. Hold on. As space holder? Yeah. Just let me play it. Where the fuck is it? This is we a well-oiled machine. There you go. I'm just going to cover this up with the theme. The food cast. I'm dying for a quesadilla. From Fat Boy Sunday to Fat Boy Sunday. We got 30 tacos on the table. Colossal give it up. quarter the pound bowl burgers. Of cereal. 115 breakfast couple sixers wow. and Eight donuts. Okay. Reese's Pops are better than peanut butter Captain Crunch. So they're taking stem cells and they're making hamburger meat. I'm generally a Ben and Jerry's guy. Peel and eat shrimp. That's my thing. Fried toenails. They're pretty manly kind of fucking snack. Philadelphia cheesesteak egg rolls. Eat this whole fucking tray. The dirtiest thing you've eaten. Food cast. Snack again. The food cast. Alright, I'll go first. Okay. So <laughs> He's I He's got something. Stack no, well, something. here's the thing. He goes first. He's got Incredibly something. Incredibly clean. Uh oh. Incredibly clean. Embarrassing. I'd say eight straight days of only perfectly clean meals. Wow. That's disgusting. And then shortly before this squad cast. I had, and there are worse things in the world, but it was a Philadelphia cheesesteak microwavable burrito. Wow. Sounds you know, good. I'm starving right now, so that sounds like, pretty good. You know, There's 25 grams of protein, my, uh, 300 right calories, 14 intact. grams of fat kind of deal. So it's like, it could have been worse. Chest day, I need the, you know. Yep. Chester Cop, Big Friday. There you go. Big fucking Friday. That's it. Well, you know, I, I remember back in the day, like in those like growth periods where I was just completely st- I mean I'm still there I was completely starving all the time and I'm still living at home with my folks and my mom's trying to fucking figure out how to feed this yeah. fucking kid right yep. and <laughs> feed this I, I remember <laughs> the fuck do I put in this thing <laughs> and I, I just remember like the the burritos like a big bag of frozen burritos yep and like they were like chicken burritos and like you know there was like some peppers and cheese in them and stuff and they were like you know not bad in terms of the macros and they were delicious right. and like you know you look back and it's probably does like that not, stuff still exist I I hope it does oh I'm sure it does yeah, yeah. definitely but they were amazing like you yeah. microwave them and it's like no, you know I mean, it was, throw some hot sauce microwave them throw some oh, hot sauce and they were like and they were like cheap seconds. but they were great I had eight seconds I'm yep. leaving the house yep. didn't have time to make a lunch yep. grab lunch nothing and yep. I was like. Holy shit. A month ago, I bought one for exactly this This reason. Put it in the freezer. And it's like a healthy, it's like the, in the organic section. Yeah, yeah, sure. It's like near those companies that say like 84% organic burrito. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? It's not organic. (laughs) It's like right next to those. But it was, you know, three bucks. Keep it emergency. 
Got some protein and I some nourishment. I saw you rocking that early. I saw you crushing hey, it. Dude, it hit Look the spot. Good. I needed it. Look good and reminded me of those yeah, burritos yeah, when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah. The burritos my dukes would buy. How about me. you, Derek? So it's late at night. I'm watching a show, settling down. And what's in the freezer? Ben and Jerry's. The late night show, like some Jimmy Fallon. No, thing no, no. Whatever it is. is it Fall- was it Fallon or Colbert? The no, tonight, Colbert. The it's Colbert. Tonight dough? Yeah, the co- Tonight Dough. That might be oh, Fallon. That's Fallon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, oh, a, Ameri- there's Americone the Americone Dream. dream is the I'm not Colbert. into Ben and Jerry. That's though. the one. The yeah. Americone Dream. Okay. Yeah. So I had that in a bowl, and then I had some leftover smidgens oh, wow. from Christmas, and then I had some moose munch with wow. that. Wow. All in a fucking The smidgens, Gertrude Hawks? Yes. That's the fucking Gertrude Hawks. That's Scranton. That's the Scranton company, by the way. Shouts to Scranton. Good. Yo, the fucking chocolate peanut butter fucking Gertrude Hawks is one of the goat fucking candies in the world. The best. That's what I told Aaron. I was like, if better than Reese's Cup. Anything Gertrude Hawks. Gertrude yes. Hawks peanut butter chocolate better than Reese's Cup. What do you say? Yes. Wow. Wow. The quality of it. I so know much they're better. so fucking good. They're almost Ooh. different. They're, here's they're what like I think. fourteen I bucks. Think, I, I know. Here's they're what expensive. I think. I think the Gertrude Hawks are. I think they're equal, okay. but they're different. I don't know if I've had one. They're two different. Ex- all right, they're two different. We got to make that happen, dude. They're two different so chocolate good. peanut butter experiences. Yep. And everything that's great about Reese's is different than everything that's great about Gertrude Ross. Okay, and they're both fucking incredible. Yep. Got to make that happen. That's all right. So I am a huge Reese's. I know you are. Reese's I know you are. The, the saltiness of the peanut butter, the texture. Civilization. I can eat. I can eat. I could eat. Yeah, yeah. Four hundred peanut butter cups. If it, if it wasn't for extenuating circumstances of like health, do you know I didn't that, get any? I, could just I go, didn't get any boom. trees. The Reese's Christmas. Oh, well, you, you have to any? get yeah. the egg next. I know, but I got. Yeah. I know. I do. I told you just like the the color of the wrapper. Yeah, yeah. I'm triggered. In. I'm triggered. Like five <laughs> below, you got a. That's where I got all my candy for stocking. <sighs> all right, yeah, so yeah. all right, dirtiest. dirtiest thing I've eaten. So I don't really have a specific thing, but I'll just say this: I've been. Uh, I've been training my ass off every single day on the program and my appetite's up and I'm happy when my appetite's up. It's a good thing. Um, So I've been making crockpot chili. I made an incredible crockpot chili. I can talk about it at a different Mm. point. Um, And uh, I've been crushing like bowls of cereal and stuff. Sort of inspired by my brother, Antonesco, who is eating 10,000 calories a day. I don't know if you've seen that. 10,000 fucking calories a day the kid is eating, right? So... (laughs) So like it, what it's done is it's taken away a certain amount of guilt for me for eating at least eating nutrients. Like, I'm only at eighty five hundred. At least eating nutrient dense <laughs> foods though, right? Eating yeah. nutrient dense foods. That doesn't mean eating a bag of potato no, chips. No, of course. But just eating foods I that mean, have well, you, you know, know, well maybe alongside a hoagie. Right. But you a know, sleeve. Exactly. But <laughs> but uh, but I'm just like. I've been hungry a lot, and then I've been sort of in, 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 training hard, so I'm like incentivized to eat more. So yeah. I'm not I'm not restricting myself, but. I'm also not eating total junk. Beat the calorie deficit. Exactly. So two 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 days in a row, I've eaten eight tacos for dinner. Whoa. Eight eight ground beef tacos for dinner. Two days wow, in a row. Wow, dude, that sounds. I so got good. a two day in a row eight ground beef crunchy taco streak, and then also crushing cold cereal, Fairlife milk. Late the latest I've tried. Have you had chocolate toast crunch? I've not. No. Brand new. Chocolate toast. There crunch. is chocolate from the makers toast. of cinnamon from toast. the makers. Wow. From the makers of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Chocolate Toast Fucking Crunch. Wow. Big fan of chocolate and cinnamon toast crunch. Smashing that, smashing that, smashing tacos. You know. Smashing it. Smashing it. Lots of feasts. Hashtag smash everything. Holy shit, Greg. There we go. All right. Well, that was a good. I got too much fixings. Oh, such thing. 
true. I'm a big fan of homemade fixings added to yes. ice cream. Oh yeah, though. hell yeah! The homemade Sunday is one of the dopest things ever. Have a Sunday on a Sunday this week. That's please. it. Hashtag you guys, Sundays on Sundays. In the words of Special Agent Dale Cooper from Twin Peaks, we'll leave you with this: Every day, once a day, treat yourself. That's right. Give yourself a little present. Especially when you're on the program Especially and you're earning it. That's it. And you're, you're earning like it every And day. on Sundays, Look, make it a Sunday. That's right. All right, we're out for the cast, Pop Culture Cast Program Edition. Blah, blah. Sadate. Word. Peace. Peace.